ever wondered if that friend of yours investing in bitcoins is playing make-believe money? This is stupid! Or sitting on a potential million dollars? That makes you the richest man in the world. It's time you found out. Welcome to Crypto Nights, where we help you finally make sense of the trending world of cryptocurrencies. So gather your virtual piggy bank and let's get started. Hey friends, welcome to the next episode of Crypto Nights, where the best minds bridge the crypto divide. I'm your host, Kant Miriala. Today we are fast-tracking an episode just for you, my friends. You might have heard the news. Chinese government has issued a ban against all ICOs in China. This is hot off the press. So we were scrambling to find the right speaker and we found nothing less than a celebrity, Richard Titus. I am grateful to Richard for his generosity and for being available on Labor Day minutes before getting onto his flight. So he literally was in the airport doing this podcast with us. Richard Titus co-founded several startups and digital agencies, including Promptly, Schematic, and Razorfish. Razorfish is a publicly traded $2.5 billion company. He is currently a managing partner at ARC ICO Advisors. They are strategic advisors for blockchain ICOs, including ADEX, Pillar, Hive, Poet, and in future, Reveal It and Cointopia. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Here is Richard Titus. Great. Titus, thank you for joining me at such a short notice. I appreciate it. And I understand no you're problem. a airport. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm about to fly to LA. I, I believe Chinese government did not get the memo from Americans about Labor Day. <laughs> or maybe they did. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. So, yeah, yeah I, I wanted to chat with you, just a casual conversation about uh, what this whole ban is about and what are the implications and all of that. Because uh, you were telling me exciting stuff that you almost predicted this that something like this would happen. Well, it's funny. I was at a. I gave a talk last week for uh, uh, an accelerator. I'm a. I'm a partner in or an advisor to. And uh, someone asked me the question, like, "What do you think about China?" There's rumors of regulation, and I said I had read in the paper that day about a big enforcement. I don't remember the region, but there was a region in China where there had been a big enforcement around pyramid schemes, which are very popular in China. And I read that, and I thought, yeah, you know, they're going to do ICOs and and crypto next, and and. So I said on the panel, they said, oh, my God, should we panic? And I said, listen, I think that it's probably a great thing to get, you know, some light touch, intelligent, thoughtful regulation. Um, I felt the same way I felt when I watched the SEC filing around the Dow is we need right now it's the Wild West. And I I think innovation thrives in those environments. But as things grow and mature, you want to see government and, and, you know, the community standards to come in and and build frameworks for, for careful, thoughtful regulation. I totally agree with you in many ways, because at the end of the day, you and I know many stories of people who lost their money, lost their wallets, this and that. And yeah. so to some extent, I think that's true. But it is- a- and look, and look, betting on early stage businesses is high risk, high reward. And, and I think that that is understood by most investors, but I think it's important to make sure that when you're investing in these things, that you're you're not putting all of your money in, you're putting a portion of your money as in that asset class, as you would, you know, real estate, other safe investments, you'd look at it as a portfolio plan. I agree with you. The th- I think the thing that, I mean, we've seen that uh, there's been a temporary pullback in Bitcoin price in the last few hours. 
And so, and also the unique thing about ICOs was when you go to ICO website, it's pretty common to see that it's in English and Chinese, right? Yeah. Um, right. Which is a, we, we have never seen that in any tech startup out of California. <laughs> so the fact that that's happening is a clear indicator that there are a lot of people from China who invest in ICOs. Right. So does this have an implication? Are, are Chinese banned from uh, launching ICOs and raising money or are they also banned from investing in other ICOs? Well, so I think if I, when I read the filing and of course I'm reading a translation, so you're always at the, the mercy of whoever translated it. Um, the language felt very strong and aggressive, but the underlying tone was very similar to the SEC's position, which is one of caution and wanting to sort of slow down the irrational exuberance and, and, and present that regulation was coming. Um, I think it said something like, uh, if you raise money through an ICO, you have to give the money back or something. But then it, it's, it's very circuitous how it sort of talks through that. So I think in practice, what needs to happen is anyone who's accepting, who has an ICO going right now should probably count China out for the near term. Um, and the Chinese investors are going to need to lobby their government to, to think about what those regulations will mean. But my hope is, and I, I'm not Chinese, is that the, the government will go through and think about how this the process of blockchain and Bitcoin and particularly ICOs and altcoins truly benefits both Chinese investors, Chinese capital and Chinese businesses. One of my favorite things about the world of altcoin right now is when I look at my portfolio of companies I've advised and invested in, for the first time ever, the majority of my portfolio is outside the United States and it's definitely outside of Palo Alto. And that's a really great thing and that can only benefit both Chinese entrepreneurs and Chinese investors. Wow, that's a good observation. And uh, in the in the near term, what does this mean for ICOs? I think many ICOs are kind of counting on the percentage yeah. of Chinese investors that do invest. Well, if I'm honest, so because uh, Arc Advisor, uh, Arc ICO Advisors, which I'm a partner in, we advise companies and help them facilitate successful ICOs, and we're really pleased with this because, frankly, the volume of deals that's been coming in has been way too high for the market. My per my perception. More importantly, the quality of some of the opportunities was waning. And so I'm hoping that we'll see a correction around volume and, and frankly, an uptick in quality. And one of the great things about, you know, the fear of regulation is that it often pushes the fraudsters and the sort of, you know, the people who really should be using this mechanism out of the market and people who really are thinking about a, uh, a decentralized future and, and obviously systems where coin mechanics are integral to a business, those are the people who will survive and grow and thrive in this market. So one of my uh, portfolio companies, AdX, I'm really excited about because frankly, it's a European business building a blockchain ad network. That business survives what, with or without China. But if you're a business that's specifically targeting Chinese investors who are and specifically only working in that region, I think you're gonna be a little slower right now or maybe not successful at all. And uh, I think the other point you made about this being probably temporary does make sense. Like we have seen in the past, as you said, you know, the Chinese government has a tendency to shut things down first and then think and then, you know, bring in right. some order to it. Like they did with uh, you. That's a great example of pyramid days being shut down. And after a year or two, I think they opened it up, clarified the rules and made a right. couple of them legal and so on and so forth. Right. So uh, I'm hoping that it's going to be something similar and that's what your sentiment seems to be as well. Yeah, yeah. I think also, uh, 
it's in the Chinese government's interest to have uh, new capital markets and new ways of fundraising, because it's not just Chinese money in these in these businesses; it's global money. Um, but I also think it's perfectly reasonable to want to protect the investors and, as you said, make sure people aren't losing their homes or their cars, and really make this what it should be, which is just a, simply a new alternative asset class and investment uh, system, and and one which provides capital to new innovative emerging businesses. That is exactly what I was thinking was, why would China want to stop something that is going to be so good for their country in the long run? Which I think all of these are underlying the fact that there is a good chance that this is temporary. The only question is how temporary is temporary? (laughs) Well, it's interesting to me is that uh, when you look across the, the cryptocurrency world, it was mostly altcoins and particularly those with big emphasis on China who really were struggling uh, post this announcement, you know, Bitcoin's down not very much, but from 46 to 43, that's not much of a drop. <laughs> Given it, it was, uh, I think I bought it at 900 in uh, December. <laughs> yeah, we bought it around the same time. I think mine was a couple of months before you. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, at that time, uh, I'm sure you you felt the same and I felt the same that, oh my God, I'm buying at the fag end of the rally. You know, Am I crazy to be buying at 500? It was insane. Yeah, well, I've been a long-term holder of uh, of Bitcoin and Ether. I was a little late to the party, but what's interesting about the uh, initial coin offering, and I, like Brock Pierce, I'm not super keen on that phrase, but I've sort of come to uh, embrace it. It's um, What's interesting about that phrase and, and Arc SEO Advisory is we really think about this as a new form of venture capital and sort of crowdfunding for early stage businesses. And, and in some ways, I think it's a more honest way of raising money for companies versus previous ways, which really involves sort of a lot of oligarchy, connections to power, and frankly, a physical location near someone, near the center of the capital. And so what this does is it really provides a mechanism for the best companies to raise money and, and thrive. And our view is as advisors, our goal is to help companies help find the best companies and then help bring them to market in the best possible way to make the best connections with, you know, with the market, with customers, and of course, with investors and advisors. And regulations are going to be inevitable in the long run. So this had to happen sooner or later. And the fact that orders order to chaos is a good thing in your mind. Yeah, I look, I embrace it. I think that uh, some regulation is really thoughtful. Regulation is really important because regulation exists to protect investors, you know, is, uh, we've all seen historically what happens in purely unregulated markets. So I think some thoughtful regulation makes sense. I would caution against sort of overregulation and slowing down innovation, which is, of course, the, the economic engine that drives growth and prosperity. Yeah. I mean, it's so. It, these are not easy because it's like the cat that sat on the hot stove and refused to sit on the cold or hot stove in the future comes to mind. So... Yeah, I think there's a delicate balance of uh, where we draw the line. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, uh, allow as much innovation and uh, fundraising to happen for legitimate companies at the mm-hmm. same time, make it hard enough for the fraudsters to be out. Yeah. Uh, but for the Chinese, I don't know how relevant that is, uh, uh, given that this is an English podcast, but uh, for the Chinese, one wonders, you know, just out of consideration and sympathy or feeling towards them is many of them have invested in all these cryptos. Now one wonders if what they already purchased are legal or what it means for them to be illegal and uh, their access to their information and all of that. Uh, I I guess um, Bitcoins and Ether continue to be legal there. 
I'm assuming that uh, given that a majority of the holdings will be still in those two currencies, a majority of the Chinese uh, retail investors should be okay. What is your take on that? It's a really, really, it's a really good question. And I wish I had a better, uh, more educated take since I just learned about this last night, very late. Um, I haven't really had time to process or read through and investigate clearly. But I think that it's, you know, my hope is that the Chinese government doesn't sort of impoverish a bunch of its citizens in the pursuit of sort of fairer and more regulated and cautious markets. Um, and I sort of just in general, don't see, don't have an expectation that that'll be the case. But I do think you know, this is going to slow down some of the irrational exuberance, um, you know, and that makes me happy in a way because I think we were getting a little crazy. And I also think that as a Chinese investor, you're going to start to think about why is it you're making these investment choices and what are those choices and, and you know, be a bit more cautious in where you put your money. Have you, uh, as ARC advisors, advised any company that had team members or founders out of China? Um, we haven't yet. We've been. Uh, we've had a couple of companies come and speak to us. We have had investors uh, uh, in some of the companies we've advised. Um, I don't know what percentage, and, and we don't. We're of course not a bank or an intermediary, so we don't touch the money. Um, our focus is on on the branding piece, the positioning piece, some of the technical aspects of, of creating the offering, and of course on on managing businesses on on the narrative around how to sell their story, and really sort of vetting if the business is an actual business and if they're real customers for it. But, you know, we're really focused on helping people package up and create the best opportunities for investors and for the businesses themselves. I mean, our, I tend to lean towards very strong engineering teams with long histories in the, in the decentralized and crypto communities who are maybe not as good as go to market, which is where we really shine. And then helping them tell that story effectively to investors, to the market and to customers. Wonderful. So do you expect any short-term impact? I, I, I don't think in, in the long term we will feel the impact. That's my guess. Maybe I should ask you both the questions. Do you think yeah. it will have impact in the next few weeks? And uh, assuming that this temporary, this is temporary and it goes on for a couple of years, right. uh, long-term, when I say long-term, I mean six to 12 months, do you see yeah. any impact well, so I think that it's very, it's a really good question. So I think that first and foremost, we've all seen an impact. Uh, it depends on how you treat your altcoin uh, assets, whether you treat them as sort of hard assets or soft assets. I think of them as soft assets. So that's those things with high volatility. I value them at a very, at a great discount of their actual other book value until I can actually sell them and move them into Bitcoin or Ether or possibly fiat currency. Um, and I really think that that, is, that has sort of been a normalizing function for some of the craziness. I think you will see a, a view towards Europe and Latin America, which are fantastic markets, as ICOs think about where to get capital if the Chinese markets are close to them. Um, but remember, China is just one, well, it's relatively large. It's still just one market of the many markets where, where capital and startups are flourishing in this new ecosystem. And I think that you know, long term, it will benefit everyone for China to be able to come back in in a more thoughtful or regulated way. I think that near term, we will see a slowing down of some of the sort of just crazy valuations and crazy fundraisers. We were involved in ICO the other day that raised, you know, $10 million in 27 minutes. That is insane. Right? I, and I don't know how you could have done your due diligence on that business. As great an investment as it is, I've done the due diligence, but if I don't know how anyone else could have in the time period that was allowed. 
they have done due speculation, Titus, not due diligence. <laughs> so having uh, said that, the... Remember, I've lived through multiple waves. So I founded, uh, was one of the co-founders of an internet company called Razorfish, which at one point... Oh, had, uh, yeah, uh, I know it is a was, Yeah, publicly traded company. Our market cap was two and a half billion. I sold my last shares at 20 cents a share post-split. But it still is one of the biggest agencies in the world. And uh, the joke I always tell is, in fact, much of what we told in the beginning of the revolution came true. I bought a book yesterday on Amazon. So, you know, wow. just because it's a bubble doesn't mean the businesses within it are not are not successful businesses. Wow, that's that's a great statement. That's a great statement. Good. Yeah. The, the, I'm going to have to jump in a minute, by the way. Uh, yeah, I just had one question. Will other governments follow this, in your opinion? Because by itself, China may not have such a huge impact, but if 10 other governments for, decide to follow suit with China, that will be an impact. So, you, you know, that? I'm hopeful they won't, but, you know, they, I think everyone's looking to see what the results of this and if it normalizes the markets. I think that, you know, sovereign nations are really having to think about the impact of, of cryptocurrencies, blockchain, and ICOs on traditional capital markets. Um, in the U.S., we have multiple regulatory bodies thinking about this. And, you know, we just saw the, the enforcement action from the SEC a few weeks ago. And that action, in many ways, set the table for a calming of the markets, which I think is very healthy and very successful. I could go on for a long time, but Titus, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your Labor Day. I really appreciate you. This is very timely. I'm sure our audiences will uh, will like this a lot and will appreciate it. Thank you very you. much. Have a wonderful flight. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Crypto Nights. Never miss an episode. Subscribe now at www.cryptonights.io.